0: You may think your hotel is already green, but are you green enough for today's eco conscious traveler? Welcome to the Sustainable Hospitality Podcast, your destination to learn from hospitality professionals on the value and opportunities sustainability will bring to your organization. It will put more heads in beds and lower costs at the same time. We are your hosts and sustainable hospitality experts, Kathy McGuire. And Amy Wall. I'm your host, Kathy McGuire. In this episode, we talk with Rick Hawkins, who led the sustainability efforts at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida, for over two decades. You'll hear how they engaged and inspired their employees and about their community outreach programs. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to introduce to you a very good friend of mine, Rick Hawkins, who was the Director of Materials Management at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida. And I say was because he recently retired after 46 years. So congratulations on your retirement, Rick, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, one of the other things I wanted to mention was that if you're not familiar with what Directors of Materials Management is, Everything that was purchased by the hotel went through Rick and his team. So that's quite a big responsibility that he had. In addition to that, he also led the um, sustainability programs for for the breakers. And they are numerous, let me tell you. But I want to give you a little background in that I've known Rick for at least 15 years. I worked for a resort here in the Palm Beaches and because of his program, I went. I was told to go to him to learn what to do for the resort I was working at. So he's been a great mentor and a very good friend of mine all of these years, and he will be missed very much at the breakers. So as we get started, Rick, can you begin by telling us when the breakers begin their sustainability journey?
1: It's gone through many iterations, uh, and if you're going to put our date on it, I'd say maybe 25 years um it's been said that we kind of took this on before it was cool you know before before it was a thing but because we saw the need but it started out simply uh like uh we had a recycling program you know and we wanted to enhance recycling and that morphed into a tropical rainforest preservation work team our goal there was to reduce printing to save paper and trees and then we formed a green team and then eventually we abandoned the green team and created the uh the uh, sustainability team uh uh, so it's, it's gone through a lot of iterations but i'd say probably at least 25 years we were serious about doing things at the breakers and it was a team effort uh none of us got paid to do sustainability work we all had our own jobs this was all Above and on top of our jobs, we really saw the need for that, and we gleaned the support to get things done over there.
0: What kinds of things did you accomplish over the past 25 years? I, and I know there are numerous. You can start with the uh, environmental um, things that you did. and also you really have engaged your employees and have lots of great programs for for your employees. So if you could touch on those couple of things.
1: Oh, there, there's so many. And we can go way back into some of the big things we accomplished now. Back when CFL bulbs were becoming to be known, and, and everybody poo-pooed them for hotels because, oh, look, they're they have a blue light, they make noise, and they're just they look like a cheap motel light bulb. And we invited in a vendor who invited in GE who was redeveloping these bulbs. And we had to prove, we, we outfitted rooms with these things and we said, we challenge you to go into these rooms and see if you can tell the difference between an incandescent light bulbs and a CFL bulb. And we, we proved our point that they've evolved into something better. This was back when CFLs were cool a long time ago, and we proved that we proved the energy savings that go along with this thing, and we outfitted the whole hotel. So just like that, it wasn't just a matter of saying, "Hey, let's switch the bulbs." We had to prove our point, and we got manufacturers involved to help us. We've done a lot of that over the years. Um, another example was uh, window film. You know, we said we can get a window film that will reduce the temperature, the summertime temperature in the rooms drastically, and I said, yeah, yeah, sure, it won't last. So we brought in 3M along with the distributor, and we outfitted rooms with film, without film, and we did temperature checks, and it, was, it blew us away how much it saved. Now, this has been on our windows for years, and the energy savings are enormous. The cost wasn't much, so everything we did These are just a couple examples where you can bring in manufacturers and and prove a point, but where you can really reduce your carbon footprint and save tons of money at the same time. And you know, what company doesn't want to increase their revenue and also do the right thing with the environment. So that's a couple of examples. One of the amazing things we've done a lot with food too. We got involved with the Rainforest Alliance back when it was kind of new. And we, um, we, myself and one of the owners of the company traveled to Birmingham to meet with World Cup Coffee, a huge coffee distributor nationwide. And we asked him about the Rainforest Alliance. They said, we'd never heard of it. You know, it was, it was kind of new then. So we told them what we were interested in and they did some research. Um, we spent a couple of days up there looking at their whole process and what everything to do. So we, we told them what we were interested in. So we buy a lot of coffee from you guys and this is an opportunity to do something good for the environment i want you to see what it would cost the breakers if we were to buy coffee certified by the rainforest alliance so they did their research and came back to us and it was astounding they said for a few cents a pound more we can do this we can do this so we met with our executives and said listen you know, we have a chance to do this. Nobody else is doing this. And it, it has a huge impact. So we did the taste test and everything else. And I said, here's the financial impact over a year inconsequential. So we became the first hotel in the world to offer Rainforest Alliance coffee to our customers. So there's just a couple of examples, you know, where we were kind of trend settings, just a single, you know, hotel unit doing things that really affected the industry.
0: And, and you, you showed that that you it know, doesn't have to cost a, a lot more to be environmentally sound, and that's wonderful. Tell us about some of the um, programs that you have for your employees, because I've been to your resort many times. I've been to some of your meetings that you have with your team members. They're very engaged. Uh, so what kinds of things do you do for them?
1: Well, do... excuse me, not COVID, Uh, do for them and and do with them. Um, One of the things we did was kind of unique because we really take this seriously. So we created a policy for our employees that, and we laid out environmental programs for our policy, for our, uh, for our team says you can and cannot do this. For instance, we will not offer you plastic bottled water anymore. We don't encourage that. What we will do is we will provide drinking water stations and reusable uh, reusable cups and glasses for you to use around the hotel. So we're going to eliminate plastic. Um, since then, by the way, we've uh, we partnered with the uh, Surfrider Foundation, and all of our restaurants are now certified platinum by Surfrider because we. And it's very tough certification, but that's eliminating all plastic in these things. Um, so we did that. Um, in the last couple of years, we actually uh, got rid of all of our our. Single-use plastic water bottles, and we partnered with a local company for aluminum cans. A local uh, company in North Palm Beach, Fledgling Company, to to recreate our water in stylish aluminum cans. So we got rid of all of that plastic. Um, Let me get a to, lo-
0: can I stop you there just one second? I know this is unusual, but I happen mm-hmm. to have a can of that water right here, so I'm going to show
1: it. Oh, great! Excellent, excellent.
0: Yes, our local water, I don't know if you can see that because of the lighting, but um, it does come in a can, and it is right here um, locally um, sourced, and it's absolutely fabulous water to drink. So,
1: Thank you for that example, and it's great because it's not only the elimination of plastic, the water that goes in there is from an aquifer that's about 70 miles away so the whole carbon footprint of the whole manufacturing process is very very low so yeah it's win-win-win on that so we've done so much in that vein and again i mentioned that uh, we uh, offered and gave to our employees reusable coffee cups reusable uh, 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 water bottles all these things they can use to not use plastic uh food is a big part of what we did. We spent a lot of time trying to get Florida food into Florida eaters' mouths. Um, And we won't go into the whole formation and creation of Locally Copia, something that we also did. Um, It wasn't a breakers organization, but it was helped by the breakers. But the idea was we wanted to get local Florida food into our restaurants. Now, chefs, bless their hearts, are not the best at planning in advance. So it's really hard to work with a Florida farmer to plan in advance to get your stuff. It's so much easier the morning you need stuff to call your produce company and said, you know, I need I need this and this and this. So one of the things we did is we partnered with some local farmers and said, here's what we want. What can you grow for us? And they told us what they can grow and said, these are the things we can use. We'll buy this much from you every week guaranteed throughout the growing season if you can deliver that so now what we've done we have guaranteed fresh local produce from florida farmers coming in every week um and they have a guaranteed income source and and you know small florida farms struggle so this really helps them out when they have a guaranteed income over the whole growing season for things they can do so we've got local food into our restaurants um, we thought that was pretty important, but uh, we did something else, too, that nobody would really done. As a small, independent business, small with you know, 2,000 employees, we offered a green market to our team members every Friday afternoon for, uh, for four hours. We would set up by our employee entrance, set up tables. We would bring stuff from all these different Florida farms, and we would open up a green market at cost. No profit there, at cost. Everything that you know, we paid for. We charge our employees, and they could go shopping on their way out on Fridays without having to go to the store. And they were getting the freshest, uh, healthiest uh, produce you can buy. So we, you know, we really got involved in the food process as well. And the benefits, you know, first of all, demonstrating to people what um, what uh, real food is, uh, what Florida can, you know, what Florida farming is all about getting the money back into the local community, this is all important stuff. But Kathy, you know, we did a lot of innovative things. The most important thing we did as a sustainability team was education, Uh, because I'll tell you what, um, it's 29 degrees this morning in my house. um, And a lot of people are going to say, oh, what global warming? It's 29 degrees in South Florida. You know, there's so much disinformation out there. We spent a lot of time educating our team. One of my coworkers in marketing was certified by CLEO, Climate Leader, uh, Leadership Education Outreach in Miami, was certified as a speaker for that organization when she got all the materials. So her and I created an education program that lasted about an hour that we put in front first of our executive team to show them what the nature of the world is and climate change, uh, what the future looks like and what we can do about it. So we did it. We created this wonderful presentation, gave it to our executive team, and then we moved on to uh, to upper management, mid management, line level. And and we trained hundreds and hundreds of people, sometimes uh, one group, we even rented a movie theater. Uh, Over two days, and had like 150 people each day with a big screen, with a big screen, and with this presentation. But it was an opportunity to show people a reality because, again, there's so much misinformation about that. And uh, I won't get into politics, but there's so much denial about the reality. So we were able to show what the reality of climate change is, why it's important for our company and each person that we're talking to 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 take this seriously and do something about it. Um, And then, and then the outreach. So to me, I think the most important thing we accomplished was teaching people what the future looks like and what their role in it, role is for themselves and their kids and their kids' kids to create a better world out there. And again, the Breakers Hotel was kind enough to allow us to do this and support that. So um, to me, education uh, and getting people on the right path, was the most important thing we did for our employees because those lessons, they took those home. They took those home. Most often, you know, parents have to learn from their kids what they learn in school. But now we can kind of do something. The parents can take that back home to the kids and says, guess what I learned at work today, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to do my part to make a better world for you.
0: Right. You know what I what I'm what I have learned um, from everything that you've done there at The Breakers is that you've embedded it into your core business strategy. It's a part of what every employee does every day, just like it's the way you make the bed, the way you set the table. This is how we operate our business. And it sounds like through all the education, you've inspired your employees. And I know because I happen to have attended some of your sustainability um. Uh, weekly meetings and talk to us a little bit about why that consistency matters that you meet every week or every other week, or even if it's just once a month to keep the momentum going. Cause it's easy to, you know, get lazy and like, but if it's always front and center, just like when you have team meetings about this is our customer service, our guest service for today, you know, you have your lineup meetings, talk to us a little bit about that consistency.
1: That's a good question. Um, let's go back to the squeaky wheel principle. You know, if 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 the, if the wheel isn't squeaked, there's nothing wrong with it, right? But if, if there's some noise out there, you better deal with that. So yes, our meetings, our, our formal meetings were only once a month, because again, this is on a, on a volunteer basis, but we worked, you know, within that with different work groups and different projects. But um, uh, what we also did is our company has a, uh, as a, program called Vision. Every back of the house workspace has got a big screen TV, and we are constantly putting out information on it. It's a great information source. And what we did at one point, it was almost all us, but at one point, we put out messages about sustainability. So every day, people got to see something about sustainability. It's funny. Um, and the people in, a, in the sustainability team are very active and very impassioned. At one point in time, we were said we are, we just can't get our team to get a good handle on recycling. So in our cafeteria, um, we have a, a station where you bust your trays after you eat. Here's clearly marked waste recycling, and with instructions on how to do this. And people still couldn't get it right. So one of our team put a GoPro above that and we were without without ca- catching people's faces just their hands and what they were doing to show people what they were doing wrong and we posted on our hotel vision so here's what's here's what's you're supposed to be doing and here's what the people are actually doing so like that 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 message through hotel vision was a critical so we also created a larger work team um, called green heroes we invited people from all all you know, every department over there to be representatives uh, back to their department. So we would teach them things, and then they bring that back. So always, always, always getting a message out there. We never wanted sustainability to get dormant or get not talked about because it was so important. So we spent a lot of time communicating that uh, within ourselves and then to the entire team.
0: That's absolutely fabulous. Um, Rick, you should be, you know, very, very proud of the work that you did um, at the Breakers and all your many years there. I mean, 46 years is a very long time and you've done wonderful things at the Breakers. And many of the things that you mentioned, first of all, when you talk about bringing um, suppliers in, like, you know, the window film company and the coffee company, that's, that's great supply chain management. You went right to your suppliers and said, this is what we want. A lot of times, hotels just accept what their vendors are offering instead of asking or even demanding what they, what they want. And so, you know, that's a credit to, uh, to the breakers. And the other thing is about the breakers, everything is, well, you know, it's right on the beach. It's very famous, lots of wealth and, and that sort of thing. But all of the things, most of the things you mentioned here didn't cost more. You know, it was about engaging your employees and finding out that it was only a few cents more per pound to get the coffee. Every Lots of people make the assumption that, it's, oh, it's just going to cost us too much. We're going to have to put solar panels on the roof and all that. But there's you didn't mention solar panels once. So look at all of these other things you can do. So I want to thank you so much for imparting this information, because I think it's going to be invaluable for those who are listening to this. And Rick, I want you to have an excellent retirement and I'm going to come to visit you when you move to Asheville because I want to go ziplining. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) look forward to that, Kathy. Okay,
0: take care of yourself. And thanks again, Rick. Thank you for joining us today on the Sustainable Hospitality Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you'd like a free consultation on becoming a much greener hotel, please visit us at sustainablehospitalitypodcast.com.